Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. Your boy Caleb is back, better than ever, adjusting his mic stand. So sorry for any uh, background noise you're hearing. Guys, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We're going to wrap up my running back rankings for this year. We're going to go through 13 through 24. We're going to crush these, get them all out there. And then uh, just to let you guys know, uh, we got our listener league. It's back better than ever. Uh, we're going to have some fun with it. So we're looking for 12 people all together. I guess 11 because I'm going to take over one spot. But uh, and there's a home run by Nolan Arenado. That a baby. Two to one now. Huge up in Big Mac land. Way to go. Anyways, um, got that listener league coming. We're going to do a $10 buy-in again this year. This year instead, we're not going to, you know, I think, I forgot what the payout was. I think it was all or nothing last year. This year, we're going to do 60 for first place, 30 for second, 20, third, and 10 for fourth. So if you guys are interested, outreach us at MonstersFB on all the social media platforms. Let us know that you'd be interested in joining our league. We'll get you set up. Currently, we are using Sleeper. We did find out recently, guys, that uh, there's been some issues with Venmo and PayPal. So we're trying to figure out a different, a different way to be able to collect those funds. Apparently, if you utilize one of those two, you can get your account suspended. So just want to kind of throw that out there for everybody. So just stay tuned. We're going to get that all squared away. Um, but we want to get that league up and going sometime this month so we can be ready for the season starting next month. But let's go ahead and jump in to my 13 through 24 running backs. All right. So starting with number 13, somebody that I have been an absolute fan of for a while, but one of the reasons why he keeps sliding down for for me is he just doesn't get the receptions, it seems like, that some of these other guys are getting. It's not that it's bad. It's just he just doesn't, doesn't get the targets at all. Actually, and that's Nick Chubb. Uh, he seriously, he is one of my favorite running backs in the league. Um, if you've listened to the podcast for a few years now, you you know Nick Chubb is one of my favorites, and it, I mean with and and good reason. I mean he is excellent, thousand yard rusher every year except his rookie season. Uh, he ended up only starting nine games that year, and he still was almost a thousand yard rusher. He's had a minimum of eight touchdowns. Um, each year, 2020, he had 12 and he does get, he got a touchdown last year in the air, but he only sees like outside of 2019, he barely gets 25 to 30 targets. And it's just, you know, it's not his forte. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not that he's bad. It's just, that's just not how they use them. They have Kareem Hunt there and he'll, you know, be the third down kind of guy and they'll toss him in there for those receiving packages. Uh, and utilize Nick Chubb, you know, more between the tackles. But, you know, he is an excellent running back. He, I mean, he can take 20, t- you know, 20 touches a game. N- not, he's just going to be a consistent guy. He's going to be an excellent, you know, if if you're able to get, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, like a Najee Harris-Nick Chubb combo or even a Leonard Fournette-Nick Chubb combo, things like that. 
you're looking really good. I mean, honestly, there's chances he might even fall farther than that, guys, because you know you're going to get some receivers and quarterbacks going in that early to mid-second round. You could even get a Jonathan Taylor Nick Chubb or an Austin Eckler Christian McCaffrey Nick Chubb. That's going to be excellent. So Nick Chubb is definitely 13 and big fan, big fan. And I'm a huge fan of this next guy. And honestly, he would be higher on my list. He would he would be easily in my top 12, if not top 10. And that's Javante Williams. But they re-signed freaking Melvin Gordon. And no matter what anybody else wants to say, yes, it's not hugely concerning, but it is still a concern. He is still going to take touches away. Javante Williams is taking over this running back group, though. This is his, it's his team moving forward for crying out loud. Guys, he had 203 attempts for 900 yards and four touchdowns last year as the backup. Not to mention he had 53 targets and three touchdowns in the air. This guy was insanely impressive his rookie season and it's only going to get better in year two, especially now with Russell Wilson coming in. It just opens up so much more possibilities for Javante Williams. And again, guys, he is, he is going to be elite. I am a huge fan of his this year. Again, the only reason why I don't have him a little bit higher is because of Melvin Gordon being there. If he was gone, he was easily, guys, again, top 10. No doubt about it. And I think across the fantasy spectrum, everybody was, and there's still people that have him in the top 12. There's still people have him in top 10s. I don't find it crazy because I love the upside that this guy has. It's so freaking good, especially in this offense. I just... I'm a little bit more concerned about Melvin Gordon than it seems some other people are. But again, might just be me. Uh, a guy that continues to drop every year, it seems like, over and over again, is Ezekiel Elliott. And honestly, I I kind of want to move him back a little bit farther, but I didn't. <laughs> As you can see, I got him at 15. But I mean, the reason he's he's nowhere near, you know, I don't I don't want him in my top ten. I don't want him in my top twelve, and that's because of the emergence of Tony Pollard last year, guys. All last season, if you listened, all last season, I literally sat here saying, "Why is Ezekiel Elliott playing? Why is Tony Pollard not getting more?" And guys, he still had over a thousand yards this past season. Ezekiel Elliott did. I mean, his his rushing average was 4.2. It's not terrible. He had 10 touchdowns. Not bad. But what I am saying is there was times where I'm watching Dallas play, and I am sitting here thinking, dang, Tony Pollard looks good. Dang. Did you see the explosive just how he hit that hole? Dang, Tony Pollard, 70 yard. Wow. You know, I was just so much more impressed by Tony Pollard than it was Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, to me, was just like, all right, he's going to get a chunk of three here, maybe seven there, two here, negative there, five here. You know, there was, I mean, if he hits a 20-yarder, it was almost kind of like, damn, he finally did it, you know? I mean, you know, I don't even have all that stuff pulled up right now. I probably should have. It would have made uh, for a better <laughs> better conversational piece here. But, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there was times where, you you look at you look at Ezekiel and you're just like this dude's he's washed up he's done and I know that they keep saying like oh you know he's still going to be a focal point and they're going to focus on the run well you, you know what they might have to focus on the run the way they keep losing wide receivers but I I still think Tony Pollard I I, I mean Tony Pollard's probably one of the few backups 
and coming into this season that is actually targetable. You, you talk about, I just talked about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's definitely in there. Guys, Tony Pollard is the same. I think he is definitely a serviceable piece and fantasy as the backup running back in Dallas. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but again, Ezekiel is just not going to be a slam dunk anymore. He's he's definitely going to be a a solid RB2 up front. He's got RB1 upside, obviously, but uh, I would be shocked if he finishes in the top 12 this season. All right, next on my list, Josh Jacobs. And to my surprise, for some reason, he's freaking playing in the Hall of Fame game. I'm not sure why. Maybe they wanted just to see kind of how he was doing, but uh, I don't know why he's playing. No one else should be playing of note in these games. I think it's a complete waste of time. Um, but last year was the first year he didn't have a 1,000 yards, uh, but he did have a pretty decent uh, rushing average at four. He had nine touchdowns, which was great. No touchdowns in the receiving game. But his targets did go up to 64 last year, which was fantastic. He had 348 yards uh, in the air. And, he, I mean, he averaged 11.5, you know, points a game. Uh, fantasy points a game, not, you know, anyways. Yeah, fantasy points a game. So, again, another one of those guys that's tremendous upside. I mean, he's in an offense that can move the ball, especially now with Devontae Adams. You know, Darren Waller is still there. You still have... um Oh, and I just lost his name. <laughs> I keep saying the dude from Clemson. Uh, anyways, I want to say Hunter, but uh, Hunter Renfro, there we go. There we go. See, it'll come to me, guys, eventually. You still got Hunter Renfro there. You would think that this team would be better on the ground. Now, Josh McDaniels coming in are gonna is definitely going to shift some things. Is that going to make it you know, kind of seem more like they do in New England where they've got like 15 freaking running backs that could possibly start in a game. I don't really know, but I think Josh Jacobs is still going to be the the big piece of the puzzle in the backfield. But there is a good chance that, you know, Kenyon Drake coming back healthy, he had some good touches last year. Um, if he If he comes back and can play, I mean, he's going to take some touches away. And I am pretty sure that they're going to do a running back by committee, but we'll just kind of have to see. So Josh Jacobs isn't necessarily somebody that I'm going to be targeting heavily in leagues, um, but he still does have high-end RB2 upside. I, I do not think he's going to hit near an RB1 at all this season. Uh, but if I had to choose somebody that's in this this list here, maybe to kind of stay away from, uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be that guy for me just again because of the fact that Josh McDaniels is now being the coach if he brings in that mentality which it seems like he's going to be they have Kenyon Drake they have Josh Jacobs it's going to be I mean even if they split it 50-50 there's going to be games like you're going to have to really kind of play the matchups here and there's going to be games where Kenyon Drake's going to be better and there's going to be games that Josh Jacobs is going to be better I think overall Josh Jacobs is the better running back I think they should just play him We'll we'll see what they decide to do. Obviously, coming through preseason, we'll figure it out. Even everybody in Roto Roto Baller is even saying uh, running back. My yeah, because I oh yeah, can you forget Samir White too? So yeah, that's going to be a tough one for Josh Jacobs this year. Next on my list, got David Montgomery. And honestly, I would like to put David Montgomery higher just because I freaking love me some David Montgomery. <laughs> he was a uh, he was one guy that I drafted very heavily in Dynasty couple years ago, pretty early when he came out, but he's a product of just a failed offense. Let's just put it that way. Uh, you know, there, he isn't, he is an excellent running back. 
seriously, absolutely excellent. But uh, just a product of just really bad coaching, really bad offensive play. And I'm not exactly sure that it's going to be overly better this year. They didn't go out and bring in anybody as far as wide receivers go. They're going to be running Darnell Mooney, I guess, you know, is going to be the number one all day, every day, baby. Let's go. Uh, and Justin Fields is still trying to figure out this offense. And Dude, that offensive line was so terrible last year. I'm surprised Josh Jacobs even almost had 850 yards. Keep in mind, he did only play 13 games last year. Um, his rushing average definitely dropped to from 4.3 to 3.8. He did have seven touchdowns, which was great. Nothing in the air. And his receiving totals were kind of down. But again, he only played 13 games, so maybe not much of a surprise. But when he's in there, he's he's very good. You know, if, if this offense is able to get moving, uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be a huge part of, you know, that offense moving forward. Um, I did hear, and so I'm not I'm not 100% sure on what this is going to look like, but I did hear that there was a chance that he was going to be doing some special team stuff this year. So we'll just kind of have to say, you know, if, if he's going to be doing some kick returns or maybe punt returns, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I only get nervous when it comes to the running backs doing that just because of injuries. So he's, he's dealt with some injuries in the past. And I know Khalil Herbert is obviously he looked incredible uh, when Josh or Josh Jacobs, oops, when David Montgomery was hurt last year. And this is another guy that I talked about a couple of years ago coming out that I was shocked that he went so late in the draft because he I was actually hoping he went to Buffalo because Buffalo would have been losing their freaking mind with Khalil Herbert um, but now he ended up going to Chicago so th- this is another one of those teams that have two really good running backs you know again kind of like Aaron Jones AJ Dillon you know you have Josh Jacobs Kenyon Drake Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt and then of course now we've got Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott there's just the list goes on and all so you're gonna have to play all those games um, to kind of find out uh, who's going to be who's going to be better week in and week out. But David Montgomery is obviously going to be the lead back in this offense, but he just needs to stay healthy. And putting him on special teams just makes me a little nervous. So keep an eye on what he's going to be doing there. And uh, as long as that offensive line can step up and be a little bit better than last year, you're, he's really going to have a, a solid, solid season. Because again, they just have do not have anything else going on for them. It's just going to be him and Justin Fields running the football, it seems like. All right, next on my list, Saquon Barkley. So as disappointing as this really is, I mean, because Saquon is arguably one of the best running backs to come into football almost, you know, ever. (laughs) It's, It's crazy to think about how far he has fallen you know, at one point being a number two overall pick. And then now you're sitting here thinking, I mean, he was so highly drafted. I remember the year that he came out and dynasty, I offered the guy that had the first pick in the rookie draft. I offered him four first round draft picks two two this. It was two that year and two prior for the next year. And a player. I can't remember the player at this point. So I offered him four draft picks and a player for that pick because I was so set on Saquon Barkley being just a freaking beast uh, moving forward. And unfortunately, he just has continued to have injuries. And this dude cannot stay healthy whatsoever. It's just really disappointing to see. So Saquon, let's see. 
16 games looked incredible for his rookie season. I mean, we it was the Saquon Barkley we knew that was coming in the NFL. 13 games the, the next year, two games the following year, 13 games last year, and last year it, it seemed like he was playing on one leg. You know, two touchdowns. That was it, two touchdowns. He came in with 11 his first year, 15 altogether. He had four last year, none the year before that, and eight in 2019. And this is already a team that's pretty garbage. I mean, there has been talks that Saquon's been taking some um, receptions out of the slot, which is going to be very interesting. They're saying he looks really good and healthy in training camp, but, you know, <laughs> it's still training camp. We got we to gotta get into the, the, the season. And, you know, there's always fluff pieces coming out of training camp right now. Um, and then there's also been talks about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo might be end up in you know, New York because no one likes Daniel Jones. And that just is, it's intriguing to me because then it, it brings in a more professionalized quarterback that can throw the football better, which maybe wouldn't have to rely so heavily on the running game. And, you know, Saquon being healthy makes this team extremely good. So anything you can do to kind of take off that pressure of him, it's kind of like Derrick Henry. You know, Derek, you need Derek Henry to play. That's why he's not going to play any preseason games this year. They've, they've already come out and said that. Saquon Barkley is the same. You want him to stay healthy. So we need to be able to find ways to, to, to keep him on the field. And Daniel Jones isn't going to be able to do a lot of that for him. So, but if Saquon's healthy, he's going to be elite. Um, you know, again, looking at looking at this list, he's one of those guys that, you know, I've got him in that mid RB2 slot, but God, dude, his his upside's easily top five. 100%, easily top five. So hopefully if he can, it, it just all comes down to health. High risk, high reward, I guess, uh, with, with Saquon Barkley this year. So the next guy on my list, got Brees Hall. Obviously, you know, going to the Jets, there's not much going on up there. You know, I was a big fan of Michael Carter last year, and there was flashes of Michael Carter just being freaking incredible. I think one gave me like 30 points because he had so many receptions. But keep in mind, you know, they did struggle to run the ball. Uh, he was very efficient out of the backfield. But bringing in Brees Hall, that's a third down power back, run between the tackles, I really feel like the offensive line's gotten a little bit better. They they brought in some some you know Elijah Moore. Then they've got um, got Garrett Wilson. You know they've gotten better, and then you get Brees Hall as well. So I I think that this this team can really kind of step up a little bit. Um, you know I. I'm I'm kind of a fan of the direction that they're going. I think Brees Hall is going to be huge in this offense. Again, you're looking at a number one running back. I got him at 19, so I'm not expecting him to be just absolutely flat out incredible. But I think he's going to have a very, very solid rookie campaign. And I think he's going to be a huge uh, piece of the puzzle for the Jets moving forward. Obviously, they don't have any stats from him in the NFL. College stats to me just don't... I mean, yeah, he, he was an incredible college athlete. But it doesn't always translate. I, we've seen... Eddie Lacy, you know, we've we've seen plenty of running backs coming in. Rashad Penny, that it's had really, really solid uh, seasons in college that haven't been able to be overly successful in the NFL. So, uh, especially because he's on the freaking Jets. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see, you know, the kind of power and speed that he's going to be able to bring to that team. And he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And the, the Jets are a team to watch out for. I mean, a lot's going to ride on, you know, can Zach Wilson be a better quarterback this year? We'll see. Um, but if not, Brees Hall is going to be fine. So, 
Uh, next guy on my list, Antonio Gibson. Another guy that's kind of falling a little bit for me. Um, you know, I was really stoked um, watching him coming out in 2020, having a big year, 4.7 average as far as rushing goes. Last year, dropped a four. He just wasn't getting the touchdowns either, man. And his targets went up, up a little bit, but, you know, didn't go up enough. And now they got freaking, oh my God, dude, Carson Wentz is there. So I'm a little surprised that maybe Jimmy G hasn't ended up in Washington yet, but <laughs> whatever. Um, he ended up scoring, having a thousand yards last season, which is fantastic. Almost 260 attempts on the ground, but you know, he kind of just was up and down. I pushed him back again. I mean, it's at 20, but I pushed him back because I just don't like this offense. You know, there's already issues coming out with Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin, you know, that Terry McLaurin's just not liking what he's bringing to the table and, you know, things like that. So we'll see if some of that gets resolved, but all that just, it affects these running backs. So if you, you know, if you know you're going to have to hand the ball off, then, you know, he's not Jonathan Taylor, you know, Antonio Gibson's a great running back. Well, he's a good running back, but he's not Jonathan Taylor. So if they're going to know they're going to have to hand off the ball, then I just think you're kind of done for this season, unfortunately. And uh, next guy on my list, and I kind of feel it's really strange to kind of talk about him as highly as I was, because he's had so many years where it's just been blah and garbage. Uh, but uh, he found some success down in Atlanta, and that's Cordell Patterson. And he found success in a very strange way. Uh, literally almost had as many rushing yards as he had receiving yards, 618 to 550. He had four rushing touchdowns, five in the air. But he had 70, 60, sorry, 69 targets for 52 receptions. Guys, I've got him up here because if he does anything similar to that, he's going to be great. I mean, you're, you're really looking at this guy as like a fourth, fifth, you know, sixth round draft pick in some of these leagues. And if you can get some of this production of a running back that late, I do want to say, um, I don't know if every league has changed it, but he is a running back only. I know he was a flex last year um, where you can have him as a running back or a wide receiver, kind of a hybrid. Now, obviously, if you have flex spots, you can use him in that. But I think um, I think in Yahoo and Sleeper, I know, I think moved him to running back only. So just keep an eye on that. It doesn't matter, <laughs> to be honest. He's, I mean, if you get a running back with that many receptions, especially if you're playing PPR, you're going to be ecstatic. So, um, But yeah, I think that, you know, Marcus Mario to come in there, it's it's definitely an upgrade. Uh, and I shouldn't say an upgrade, but considering you have nobody <laughs> and Desmond Ritter because you traded away Matt Ryan, I think it's still going to be a fine quarterback situation there. Drake London coming in is huge. Kyle Pitts in year two. You know, you got some offensive weapons there that are are pretty nice and flashy. And I think Cordell Patterson is a little bit underrated now in that offense, but I think he's still going to be very, very good. And for fantasy, he's still a really sneaky play. I think there's people are still kind of hands off on him because, again, this is the first year he's actually been significant and relevant. Um, I mean, he hasn't even had 100 rushing attempts ever until this past season, and he never had 60. No, nope, I shouldn't say that. One time back in Minnesota in two, two, 2016, he had 70 attempts, and then in 2014, he had 67. So, I mean, you tell me, guys. But <laughs> but uh, it's definitely going to be very very interesting to watch Cordell Patterson see if he can repeat that, and if he can, guys, he's going to be a very very solid pick for you. But that's why I got him in my back end uh, back end RB two. Uh, another guy that is kind of interesting and very intriguing. I mean, James Robinson, 
I don't know what they're going to do down there. Are they going to play Travis Etienne over him? I, we don't really know yet. Uh, but I will say that not being able to really see Travis Etienne last season play, it kind of, kind of, kind of stinks. I mean, we know what he can, what he can be. But we need to see what he's actually going to be this this coming season. I know that there was a you know a while where they were trying to you know see what he was going to look like out of the slot last year. Obviously, he got hurt, so we don't know what that's going to look like. Now that Doug Peterson's down there, are they going to maybe put him back in that just running back role? Are they still going to kind of put him out wide. What what are they going to do with him? We'll see. We'll get a lot of answers. Obviously, going through preseason through training camps and things like that. But to me, if they're going to even put him as the number one running back, he's going to be fine there. He can run between the tackles. He can get out wide. He can catch out of the backfield. He he could be a PPR freaking monster. Kind of like a Christian McCaffrey. Seriously, like he has that ability to me as, as like a Christian McCaffrey. As long as he's not going to get hurt and he can stay healthy in year two, I think Travis Etienne has insanely high upside in my opinion. Uh, back, even though I have him back at number 22 in that back in RBT role. Two more guys for you. Chase Edmonds. And, okay, Chase Edmonds, Cam Akers. All right, those are my last two. All right, so Chase Edmonds, I, Chase Edmonds, whatever. I put him in here just because he's a starting running back. He's going to be in Miami. He's going to be the lead there. He signed a pretty decent deal, so he's going to start. It's going to be a running back by committee, though, so I would put him in that back in RB2, high RB3 role. Raheem Mostert's also there, so if Raheem Mostert's healthy, Definitely going to be splitting touches there. And he was very efficient back in San Francisco. So just kind of keep an eye on Chase Edmonds. I, I will say that even though I have him in that back-end RB2 uh, position right now, there are a couple pieces I might want to take over instead of having Chase Edmonds there. But it's kind of hit and miss. I think it's going to be a very interesting offense this year, and I want to have starting running backs on my team. Chase Edmonds is going to be the starting running back. He's usually, you know, he played – Played fairly well last year, but he was he was often on the field, and I mean five point one on average. He only scored two touchdowns, but that's because James Conner got everything on the goal line. But uh, just keep an eye on him moving forward uh, for Miami. And last but not least, because we got to get this episode over with because it's already too long. Sorry, boys. Uh, but we got Cam Akers. <sighs> Cam Akers, this poor guy. Uh, love this kid. Cam Akers is insanely talented. This dude just can't stay on the field. But I I put him in my top 24. I have him at 24 at the back end RB2, uh, high RB3 position. And that's just because of the fact that he can't stay healthy. But when he's on the field, this dude's freaking awesome. He had a great time in the playoffs, looked really good. Uh, he can catch the ball. He can run between the tackles. This dude's just got to have to find a way to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he'll be fine. And this offense is really good. The one thing you have to keep in mind, guys, just because it's coming out of training camp right now, that Matthew Stafford's having some sort of elbow issue. And when talking with Sean McVay, he's saying it's abnormal. You know, it's an abnormal issue, you know, injury to kind of have at the quarterback position. So just kind of keep an eye on that, man. What is What the heck is going on there? You don't want to hear that your starting quarterback that just took you to a Super Bowl is having elbow issues, and we don't know why. So if he goes down, this team's tanked. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing they can do, man. If Matthew Stafford goes down, everything about the Rams just plummets. So obviously, if... Matthew Stafford can figure out a way to play this season. Cam Akers will still be fine. But if Matthew Stafford doesn't play, Cam Akers is out. 
So just keep in mind when you're going through your draft, look at what Matthew Stafford is doing, and then that'll tell you if Cam Akers is going to be draftable or not. But guys, that's it, man. That's uh, that's my RBs. So listen to last week if you want to catch for my, my 1 through 12. This week was my 13 through 24. Next week, we're going to be jumping into some wide receivers. We've got some news that we're going to probably hit as well. Keep an eye. We might be trying to hit some episodes every day next week just to kind of catch up since I was gone for a bit. Uh, but hopefully guys are enjoying them again don't forget that we've got that listener league coming up ten dollar buy-in sixty dollar payout for first place 30 20 10 for second through fourth we would love to have you can reach out to us at monsters fb on all of our social media pages but boys thanks again for listening to another episode of the football monsters podcast and i'll catch you next time you can hold me back yeah i'm coming for you i'm not heater on you no, I'm just telling you the facts Oh, these chains can keep me down yeah. I can be rude, in the mood, I can be rotten I can be cruel, man, I can fool, but never forgotten Creeping in the dark